You are now tuned in to the High History Podcast with your host, the great Stone Dragon. Welcome to the High History Podcast. I am your host, the great Stone Dragon, and we are live in New Carrollton. Some say New Carrollton, but either way, it's all right because we're here. And I just want to thank everybody that has listened to the podcast so far. It is because of your support that I continue to educate and be blowed as hell. So let's get right into the episode. On today's episode, we are going to talk about what history teaches us about COVID-19. Now, I'm not talking about the historical aspect of COVID and like COVID-18 and COVID-1 and all. No, I am talking about the actual pandemic COVID-19. And so to better explain what is going on and what COVID-19 can teach us, I am going to describe three different pandemics that can teach us lessons about what to do and how to operate in COVID-19. So the first pandemic that I'm going to talk about is smallpox. Now, smallpox, according to the CDC, is stated to have dated back to 3rd century BCE in ancient Kemet. And they know this because on three different mummies, they found smallpox. One of the mummies, including Pharaoh Ramses V. Now, the earliest written description, not oral tradition, the earliest written tradition appeared in 4th century BCE China. And the first spread would, of course, naturally occur with China because that's where the written description was. And at the time, that's where the actual disease was. And this happened because China was trading with Korea and Japan in the 6th century. Now, we think of smallpox as something that the Europeans spread in the 16th and the 17th centuries. And that's right. The Europeans did do it because of the African slave trade. And they brought that disease to the Caribbean and Central and South America and North America. Because of this, multiple Native Americans, they said 90 percent of Native Americans were killed by disease. That's crazy. It wasn't China. It was Europe. Hmm, look at it. Anyway, so Europe started spreading it before then. They were spreading it during the Crusades as well. So when they brought it over, everybody was getting it and everybody was getting immune to it. But then in like the Middle East, sometimes they would go to Africa. They would introduce these diseases and carry it over and hundreds and millions of people will get sick. Sick as hell. 
So, in order to fight this, there was this process called variolation. In variolation, you ground up dried smallpox scabs and you inhaled them or you, um, you scratched them into the arm of an uninfected person. So you're basically giving them like the, the, the variation in the chemicals of the actual disease so they could get used to it. And you would get sick, but you would feel better. Kind of how like a vaccine worked. But the first vaccine was created in 1796 by Mr. Edward Jenner. And he got the vaccine from a previous vaccine for cowpox. So I don't know what, what, what cowpox is in relation to chickenpox or, or smallpox, but he got that vaccine from cowpox. And so smallpox would then be able to be controlled around the world unless people started getting it. But then there was an epidemic in the 1900s. And in 1959, the World Health Organization initiated a plan to rid the world entirely of smallpox, something that was really ambitious uh, for medical organizations at the time. So they intensified their eradication program um, that allowed for companies to provide more vaccines uh, that were higher quality. So there were different qualities in different vaccines. And sometimes some of the, the, the poorer countries had uh, uh, less suitable vaccines. And so they also developed the bifurcated needle. They developed a surveillance system to detect and investigate the cases. And um, they put out hella vaccination campaigns, you know, kind of like you see now with the coronavirus campaigns up on, up on the TV. So the last death of smallpox in the entire world was on September 11th, 1978. And on May 8th, 1980, the World Health Organization declared the world officially free of smallpox. Nobody in the world got smallpox no more. It's gone. It's done. That's what happened with that one. So what does that pandemic teach us, great stone dragon? I'm glad you asked. That pandemic teaches us, stay your ass at home. Stay your ass. If you got a disease and you walking around, shaking people's hand and coughing and sneezing and not washing your hands after you take a shit and doing all of this other stuff, you are spreading germs and bacteria that can kill people. And you don't even know. Some people, they say the coronavirus, it attacked people um, who got underlying health issues. You don't know who you're talking to got underlying health issues and you around here sneezing and coughing, not chewing and shit. And, and you shaking hands and spreading germs and then they get sick and then you find out you got the coronavirus and then you got to tell them they got the coronavirus. Stay home trying to be out here shopping and, 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 and having whatever. Stay home. Be clean. Wash your hands. They ain't gonna, and you know, back in the day, they ain't have them sanitation me measures, but like they could have just, just ran some warm water over the hands of something. Dang, shit. So the next pandemic we finna talk about is the bubonic plague. And that occurred from 1347 to 1352. This was also known as the Black Death. 
So this originated in Asia over 2000 years ago, and it was originally known as a great pestilence. And by the early 1340s, the disease was already in China, India, Persia, Syria, and Egypt. But it was chilling. And, it, you know, people were dying, but it wasn't to the scale as the Black Death. So, the first exposure to Europe was the death ships. So what was happening was at a Sicilian port of Messina, when the ships came to the port, a lot of the people on the ship were dead. And they had the plague on them. And they said they went to the ship and they looked at the bodies. And, and they were just all covered in spots and the ones who were left alive, they were covered in black boils. And, and these boils oozed like blood and pus. And um, they tried to say, no, fuck that. Get the ship out. So they tried to take the ship out and send it back. But it was already too late because when they went up on the ship, the disease had already jumped on them. It was, it was contagious. So... They were wondering, well, how did this disease come about? What they didn't know was that initially this was a rat's disease. And what happened was the rats would get this disease and then fleas would eat off the rat. But then the flea would have the disease and they said, well, daggone, we ain't got no rat no more. So they went to the humans and they bit the humans and they was drinking the blood. But what? What people don't understand is that anatomically, rats are similar to humans. Believe it or not, rats are similar to humans anatomically. So if a rat can get it, so can we. So the, um, the plague was coming from the death ships and that disease was coming from the Silk Road. Because the Tartar monks had control of it. And at the time they were in Sicily. So then from Sicily it went to Italy. From Italy it went to France. From France it went to Spain. And then Britain, Ireland, Germany, uh, Scandinavia. And then it went to the Baltic states. And then Russia. So everybody was dying. It wiped out 200 million people. 200 million. This was the worst pandemic in history. And no doctors, they didn't know about no microscopic organisms. And, and you know, they didn't know how to treat nothing. Uh, and, you know, sanitation wasn't that great. They was wiping their ass with hay. What? How you wipe your ass with hay? And don't wash your hands after. You know, they won't doing that. So then... What happened was the plague started to shift society. We start to see now coronaviruses shifting society. We got to stay inside, go outside with a mask on. And the bubonic plague, they went out with a mask on too. They had the, um, the, the mask that looked like a bird. Mask that looked like a bird. And they was out there with the, with the incense and the cross. And um, they said the song Ring Around the Rosie came from the, from the plague. Because when they say ring around the rosy, they was talking about your face. 
you would get this rash and it would get rosy on your cheek. So they say ring around the rosy. Then they say a pocket full of posies. A pocket full of posies, they took the flowers and they put them in their, in their pocket so that way it could ward off the, the spirit of the plague and it, because they believed it would ward it off. And then ashes, ashes, you couldn't touch the body. So what you had to do when it was dead, you had to burn it. Then we all fall down. That just meant you all died. It was a song from the bubonic plague. It affected and shifted society. Feudalism ended. Um, it affected the art and the culture. You start to see pictures of people in in boils and like people doing different practices to get the plague out. It was so bad. And so you had different people going around outside trying to repent and atone for the sins of other people that they thought brought in the plague. Now we're in coronavirus and we see people going out and, and they protesting, doing all of this stuff. But back in the day, they would have been called flagellants. And flagellants were people who went out into the towns. They were extreme Jesus lovers. They said they want to endure the same pain that Jesus did. So they went out and they would go in the middle of town and they would have these whips. And on the ends of the whips, it'll be little, little sharp chards of glass. And they would whip themselves for 30 days, 30 and a half days, actually. They would whip themselves and they would repent and they would pray and do all of these things because they believe that sinners brought the plague. Isn't that crazy? That sounds like some folk today, don't it? And so the only course of action they told them to do was to stay in the house, social distance, avoid others, and pray. And then the pandemic ran its course in 1352, but then an outbreak would happen in different spots every now and again, but it wouldn't be to the same scale. So after this plague, after everything was said and done, feudalism ended and it ushered in a new period. And guess what it was? The Renaissance period. So what does that teach us about coronavirus? That means that through it all, through all our social distancing, through all of our, our beliefs and through all of our, our sanitation practices and everything, through it all, this will all be over. And once it's over, a new beginning will come. And that's something to be excited about. So don't fret about the coronavirus. Be excited for what it has to bring. So lastly, the final pandemic we're going to talk about is the Spanish flu. This is one of the most infamous pandemics in the world, the Spanish flu of 1918. In the Spanish flu, War was breaking out, but it was about to end. This was World War I. And life in the trenches sucked. You would walk around. You couldn't peek your head out or you'll get shot at unless it was time for war. Then you had to peek out. It was wet. It would rain. It would be muddy. You constantly had to dig. You lived in like these little holes and stuff. It would be rats down there. And you're like standing in mud barefoot. And you get trench foot and your feet are rotting away. And it's absolutely horrible. Hor absolutely horrible. 
But what if I told you the Spanish flu that year was much worse than the trench? Because most soldiers during World War I died not in combat. Most American soldiers didn't die in combat. They died because of the flu that came out that year. That was H1N1. We know it as swine flu. So the Americans were over there and they were, they were fighting the war and they caught the flu. And then what happened? They brought it back. And then from Europe, they brought it over and infected 28% of all Americans. And it killed 673,000 Americans. 10 times as many as the war. So then, because everybody was going back home after war, it spread to other continents too. And it was spread all over the world and killed 40 to 50 million people. So they were trying to figure out where it's coming from. We don't know where it's coming from. And some people thought it was because of the smoke and the fumes coming from, from the gas, the mustard gas that they would throw. And people would, you know, choke and die. But you had the gas mask on. But like the residual fumes contain the flu. Hmm. Sounds like some conspiracy. Kind of like the ones people are doing about coronavirus. Hmm. So, the Spanish flu was not Spanish. The reason they call it the Spanish flu is because in Spain, they were a neutral country. They were like, we're not doing anything with World War I. Fuck them. We're doing our own thing. And they had time and ability to cover the flu. And they were the first people to cover the flu. And so everybody started thinking, oh, well, shit, well, if Spain's talking about it, it must come from Spain. So they called it the Spanish flu. But then, interestingly enough, haha, Spain was like, fuck that. It came out of France. Y'all niggas was at war. It's the French flu. And so as everybody's trying to figure out like what this is, treatment was difficult because nobody knew where it came from. And at the time, there weren't like any vaccines for the flu. So there was also not only no vaccines, but there were no physicians because they all went to war and died. And then hospitals became overcrowded. So... The schools had to close and become hospitals. And then you had folks' private homes becoming hospitals and other buildings. Um, and they were staffed by medical students. Niggas in college don't even know if they could do their first surgery yet. What? Crazy. On September 18th, 1918, this is where America started to get crazy and go out and, you know, do wild stuff. Say the flu don't affect us. In Philadelphia, they held the Liberty Loan Parade. Like Liberty, 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 Liberty. Like that, that one. So they held it because they were convinced that people was dying of the regular flu. It was like, nah, people ain't dying of no H1N1. We ain't got any here. We got a regular flu. Like we could do that. That's fine. Our immune systems are strong. And then, so they went out, they had the parade. You know what the Spanish flu said? Spanish flu said, Got your ass. And as a result, 1,000 people died. 
and 200,000 people in Philadelphia got infected with the Spanish flu. And then by March 1919, 15,000 people in Philadelphia died. 15,000. That's a lot. But then, like, the flu would just kind of, like, fade out as we started to get vaccines and stuff. And, you know, it'll come here and there. You get your flu shot, all that other stuff. And the flu would become the flu. So as the flu became the flu in 2000. In 2009 to 2010, we had the same flu come out. Swine flu. I remember back in the day, me and our homies, we used to joke. One of our homies, you used to like take a Lysol can. You used to be like, swine flu. And uh, we would joke about it, but it came out and some people were getting it. And, you know, maybe like a few people died. But after that, you ain't really hear much about it. You got your flu shot. That was it. Quick. So what does that tell us about coronavirus? Well, that tells us that don't worry. A vaccine is on the way. They're going to make a vaccine. It's going to happen. Now, the ethics behind it, that's neither here nor there. Because at the end of the day, it's coming. You don't have to worry. You just have to do what you're supposed to do. You have to wash your hands. You have to stay your ass. You have to take your medicine. Take your medicine. Do what you got to do. If you catch the coronavirus, take your medicine. Do everything the doctor say. Drink some tea. Don't smoke no weed. I know that's hard. Because when you sick, a blunt be helping. But don't smoke no weed. Take the time to heal. Wear a mask if you're going to go out. Cover yourself. You know, don't spread the, don't spread the germs. Don't cough on nobody. Don't be disgusting. Do your part in making sure that coronavirus doesn't come to you and it doesn't come to the people that you love. Because as you can see in history, niggas die every day because of diseases. And you don't want to be that nigga. So from the High History Podcast, please stay healthy. Please do your part in not spreading coronavirus and make sure that you do your research on COVID-19. We'll be right back to the High History Podcast. This is for Corona, you coughing, nasty, fever, having hope. Why you got them declaring state of emergency with your contagious ass? All right, Slay. Corona trying to run up, but I don't want no smoke. Want no smoke. Next thing you know, I got a whole sore throat. They say we can't work, we got to stay up in the house. In the but house. bitch, I got bills and my snacks ran out. Ran I need out. toilet paper, my booty finna stink. City locked down and I can't even drink. I won't make it past a week, I'm about to be your goner. Can't do this anymore, man, fuck Corona. Oh, man, fuck, fuck, fuck. Hola, we are back to the High History Podcast. And now, it is Weed Talk with the Great Stone Dragon, where we just sit around and talk about something weed-related. So, today's episode, we're going to talk about all the things that weed can do for you. That's right. All the things that weed can do for you, you know? And... Why are we talking about that? Well, I'm glad you asked because 
there's some people listening to this podcast right now that is like great stone dragon why should i smoke weed i don't smoke no weed why should i smoke weed well i'm glad you asked well we're gonna run down the list one weed help you sleep better when um when you can't sleep at night sometimes all you need to do is hit the bowl or hit the joint or hit the blunt and and you go right to sleep um weed helps relax your muscles when you're working out uh you'll be up in there in the gym on the treadmill and you won't even feel your muscles you know getting tight in your legs because you're running and you, you got your little rhythm going um you know weed help food taste better you know sometimes you'll be eating something and you'll be like huh but then sometimes you'll be eating something when you high and you'll be like wow this is good and you can taste all the flavors and really see what the what the chef was going for and um you know sometimes weed will help you um gain confidence you know sometimes if you're a little nervous you smoke some weed and it relaxes you and it gives you some confidence uh weed helps you think uh, weed incites those um, THC receptors in your brain and you're able to activate different parts of your brain uh, that allows you to think and allows you to create. Uh, weed helps you get in touch with the spirits and, you know, spiritual, spiritual, you know, realms and beings, you know, I've experienced it. You know, I've I've been high and, you know, I've I've meditated and then I've been on a on a different plane, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it was because weed, weed help, um, weed help you do your laundry. If you, um, if you get high and you, you start to fold and then you get to folding and, and everything comes out perfect, you start to like the doing it. And, you know, I, I, I really enjoy doing laundry when I'm high, but, um, you know, weed does a lot of the weed makes you appreciate music. You know, you be sitting there and you be listening to music and, um, you know, you'd be like, OK, there's the bass line. And then like, oh, wow, I didn't even know they put that little they put a little clave in there. You know what I'm saying? Like where they put a little um, or they put a little uh, xylophone in. And you, you know, they put different things in music that you won't normally hear. When you be high, you be hearing that stuff. And it's really amazing. And it, it, it takes you, you know, in, into a trance. You know what I'm saying? And I know that might sound scary, but you just got to let it happen. Because if it don't happen, then, you know, you'll never experience the beauty of it. You know, you can't be you can't be scared of the positive benefits of cannabis. You know what I'm saying? God, did, God made it a plant for some reason. He grew it out the ground. He said he, he knew what we was going to do with it. That's why I put it there. You know what I'm saying? You got to you got to really get into the benefits and you can't be hating on nobody. You know, you can't cast judgment, you know, because you've never felt that feeling before. You can't cast judgment because you don't want to feel that feeling no more. You can't cast judgment because you are indoctrinated to understand that that is something that you want to you want to feel you know or that is something that you don't want to feel you can't do that get into it learn about it do your research learn about all the things that weed can do for you we'll be right back yeah. 
Pourin' bubbly, pourin' bubbly, pour that bubbly, pour that bubbly, pour that bubbly. We don't went through too much. Pour that bubbly, drain that mudder, drain that mudder, but we covered it. Yeah, I'm covered in. I was dugging it, I was just loving it. That's for the muffin it. That's for the other bitch. That ain't for you, dog. That's for the other niggas. Thank you for coming out to the High History Podcast. And now, Street Poems with the Great Stoned Dragon, a series of poems inspired by the streets, read in poetry style. And now, stay your ass. Stay your ass over there. Corona Lachey is in the air. Six feet away, right fucking now. You heard about swine flu, bird flu, mad cow? Cover your cough. Wash your hands. Wear a goddamn mask. No more bands to throw in stadium because they shut it down. Use your stimulus check to cop a pound. Well, maybe not a pound, but cop a zip. Because old Uncle Sam finna crack the whip. Niggas dying every day. They literally are. You can go to the store, but don't go too far. They said it's government made. Some say it's China. I know a nigga that had it in North Carolina. So remember the things you learned in health class. And there ain't no vaccine yet. So stay your ass. And I will stay your ass. This is the High History Podcast, a podcast about history when we high, encouraging everybody to stay safe during this coronavirus season. I am your host, the Great Stoned Dragon. And until next time, stay stoned. stoned.